This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys and the 30 for 30s, The You and Broke. And there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with my man, Randy Cruz. Thank you for downloading another edition of the Cruise Control Podcast with me, Randy Cruz. I'm on Twitter, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Hit me up and follow me on there. I am joined by Aaron Couch, the editor of The Hollywood Reporter. He's also on Twitter at Aaron Couch, A-A-R-O-N-C-O-U-C-H. What's up, Aaron? How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem, man. How's, How's the West Coast treating you? Well, it's uh, you know it's uh, I can't complain. I, I know that you are going through some, uh, some some weather over there, so it's it's nice here. <laughs> yeah, man, I wish I was over there. It's been a, a real brutal winter here uh, in February, but now March is here. We're getting some mid forties, maybe some fifties. So uh, we're making that turn for the better, man. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's good. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm rooting for you guys. Well, first of all, I thank you and appreciate you coming on. I know you are a very busy man covering a lot of TV shows and, and entertainment and things of that nature. So let's get right into it. You are the editor of The Hollywood Reporter, yep. which is basically yep. all entertainment with movies, TV shows, music, etc. How difficult or how easy is your job? <laughs> well, I, I want to say I, I'm one of, of many editors, so you know, not a okay, I'm not right. overseeing everything, but uh, no, it's it's not a it's, it's a really fun job. You know, I think like any job, uh, certain times you're a little stressed, but uh, I I enjoy it, and it's uh, it's uh, it's not too bad, not too difficult. I would say you just got to keep on top of it, just like any job, you know. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been there? I mean, was was being a big time writer something you've been wanting to do for your for your whole life? Well, um, I've been there about three years. Basically, I uh, I moved out here and and, uh, and to LA, and I was freelancing for them, and then uh, took took a while, but finally uh, got hired on uh, full time about two years. And yeah, I uh, I always like you know always loved movies and TV shows. Um, didn't really think I'd get to write about it for a living but uh you know this opportunity came up and so it's been uh been really uh really fun very fortunate to, to have it do you have any pressure on writing for such a major company and a major website like the hollywood hollywood uh reporter I, you know i don't think so i think that uh everybody here tries to you know you keep the quality up you want it to be uh, high, high quality and entertaining for readers and stuff but uh I, th- I think you just, uh, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm used to it. So it's, uh, it, it's just, you just try to keep uh, keep doing good work. So now me and you are going to talk about some superhero stuff. Now, w- when I do my podcast, this is like the first time I've really gone into that realm, into that part of, uh, of entertainment. So me and you are doing this for the first time together, all right? So um, Spider-Man is now... In the Marvel MCU kind of thing, um, what's the impact on that as opposed to the Spider-Man we've been seeing lately with Sony? It's it, you know, 
the main thing that everybody is going to love is we're going to finally get Spider-Man, not only you know in the MCU, but interacting with superheroes. That you know that's um, other superheroes. I grew up on you know the comics in the '90s and the Spider-Man animated show in the '90s, and he's always you know they always had a, a bunch of guest stars like Daredevil, Iron Man, Captain America. Um, so now, for the first time on the big screen, we're going to get to see him interacting with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or Chris Evans as Captain America, and that'll just add a whole new uh, kind of, kind of, you know, give it a shot in the arm because these movies have been, you know, many people have said they've kind of been retreading the same thing for the past ten years or so. So uh, it's t- it, it'll it'll give it a whole new uh, flavor. The three Spider-Mans that Tobey Maguire did and the two Andrew Garfield did, if you had to pick, which were better in your opinion and why? Oh, it was it was definitely the uh, the Tobey Maguire movies, at least the first two, um, because, you know, back in those days when those were coming out, we hadn't had a lot of really good superhero movies. We'd had Bryan Singer's X-Men Um and then Spider-Man came out, then X-Men 2 came out, and Spider-Man 2 came out. So there weren't a lot. It was a lot, you know, because now we have, you know, three good superhero movies every year. Um, if you go, if you look at the Andrew Garfield movies, they were fine. Um, I think a lot of fans would say, well, you know, in this day and age, they, aren't, they don't really even stand out as among the best superhero movies of the year. I mean, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, uh, you know, last summer, but so did Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think most people would agree is is a better film. Captain America Winter Soldier is a better film. So, so you know, the Garfield movies, while he was good as Spider-Man, they just didn't stand out, really. You know what's so funny? When when the Guardians came out, uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't know too much about it. I'm, I'm not a comic book guy like that. But, you know, I, I work with kids here in New York City, and they kept telling me they want to see this Guardian movie. And I'm like all right, well, you know, we'll go. And then when I, when I saw it and when everything was done, I, you know, it was better than what I expected. And it, in a surprising surprising move, um, it, it had to be one of the better movies that came out that year. It was, it was quite a surprise, right? Because even as a comic book fan, I didn't really know who they were, you know? Me either. I probably knew about <laughs> as much as you might have known. And, and when you go to the movie... And it's that good that's about characters you have no idea who they are. That's that's quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. With Andrew Garfield being out as Spider-Man, one, how was he as Spider-Man compared to, to Toby? And two, would it be, I mean, who would be a good choice to play Spider-Man? Or is, is, are there any leads out there right now? I think that uh, Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man. And one thing that he did... I think probably better than Toby was he had kind of these smart, alecky, funny thing down at, when he was in the suit, which uh, Toby did a little bit, um, but just with these scripts um, for Garfield, I think he got to do it more. But I, I really like Toby as Spider-Man, and I thought he was a good Peter Parker as well. So um, as far as Garfield's Peter Parker, he might have been a little too cool or too smooth, you know, Toby's was a little bit more meek or maybe a little bit nerdier. But, you know, I, I honestly liked both of them. I thought they were both good. Um, as far as casting, I don't really, I'm not really sure. This is such an important thing that they're going to have to figure out very soon because everybody assumes Spider-Man's going to be in the next Captain America movie, which they're going to be shooting 
you know, they're going to have to start shooting pretty soon. So that we'll, we'll, we might hear for casting soon. Um, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not really sure who they go for. Um, kind of the front runner or pe- that people are talking about is this guy, Logan Lerman. Um, he's a young guy who was in Perks of Being a Wallflower and the Percy Jackson movies. Um, and he was actually kind of rumored for the role years ago back when Garfield was, you know, ultimately got it. Um, I think the other option that I would actually like to see, or at least would be interesting, is that they uh, they go for this other version of Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, who is, I believe, uh, half black and half Hispanic. So that could kind of open things up if we want to get away from these Peter Parker origin stories that we've seen mm-hmm. you know, for the past 10 years to kind of give it a, a totally divorce it from those and it, make it its own thing. Um, but I, I'm not sure if they're going to go that route, but I, I know a lot of fans are thinking that would be kind of an easy way to differentiate the Spider-Man. So is the next Captain America movie quite possibly the first time we will see Spider-Man in a Marvel-type movie, or is there going to be a Spider-Man movie by himself first? Well, what it's going to be is he will appear in a Marvel movie uh, before he gets his own solo movie. Okay. It's very it's very likely going to be Captain America three, um, which is what's really cool about Captain America three is it's it's a Civil War storyline, which is in the comics. Basically, Captain America and Iron Man go to war with each other. They they assemble their own teams of heroes, and it's all based on the idea that um, the government is saying superheroes need to be registered, kind of like you would register a police officer or you'd register a firearm. Right. And Iron Man is in, in favor of it. Captain America is against it. And in the comics, uh, Spider-Man plays a really important role because both of those men kind of want Spider-Man on their side. And so it's a big it's a big decision for him. So, so in this movie, he could be the linchpin as far as Kind of, we entered, we meet Spider-Man, and he becomes important to the cause. And it, it, it's the movie that will center on, or would feature, you know, what's he going to do? Avengers Two: Age of Ultron is coming out in May. Um, I'm a big fan of the Avengers. I'm pretty sure you are as well. How excited and ready are you to see what Age uh, Age of Ultron has in store for everybody? I, I'm really excited, and it's funny because. As you know, with these movies, we are hearing about them five years down the road. So we already know, you know, we're already looking forward to the movies after this. It's, it's sometimes you forget, oh, my gosh, Ultron hasn't even come out yet. So it's, it's super exciting. Uh, and I think that this is going to be even better than the first Avengers. I think it's going to be really good. could be one of the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ever. So we'll see, though. You know, it's so funny. You just you just kind of went into my next question because I'm, I was going to ask you: Can this one, uh, Age of Ultron, live up to Avengers One? Because in many people's eyes and opinion, they look at it at the Avengers as the greatest superhero movie ever. So, how much can can it can it live up to it? And how much pressure is it for for this movie to to live up to number one? Yeah, I, I think it can live up to it because. Um What's great about these movies is if you look at it, um, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I am an even bigger fan of Chris Evans' Captain America now than I was, uh, you know, when the first Avengers came out because 
now we've had these guys with uh, a couple more movies under their belts. We've got we've we've had another Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America movie to kind of get to know these guys. So it'll be even more kind of meaningful whatever their struggles are in Avengers Two. Um, so yeah, it, and as far as pressure, yeah, there's definitely big pressure. I mean, uh, Avengers is the I think the third highest grossing box office of all time. So. You know, I'm sure there's pressure over that Disney and Marvel to, hey, can we get that kind of cash again? So we'll see. If I had to ask you and put you on the spot, I mean, you know, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion. It's always a, a big-time debate. But if I ask you, Aaron, who's the greatest Marvel superhero ever? Can you can you give me one definitive answer, or are you going to tell me, hey, look, they're all great, but <laughs> I don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to, you know, I have to go with Spider-Man. He was the first, uh, uh, you know, kind of the modern superhero, modern, you know. Well, I guess he wasn't really the first, but he's definitely the one that stood the test of time. Obviously, Iron Man and Captain America, and those guys are popular on the big screen, but mm-hmm. nowhere near as popular as, you know, they're popular because of these new batch of movies where everybody has known Spider-Man for decades where people didn't necessarily know Iron Man or Captain America well. So I, I think he's 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 my pick for number one, which is uh, also why it's been really frustrating from you know from Marvel's perspective not to be able to have him in their movies. So you know that's another reason why having him home and you know having him show up in these, these movies is going to be just uh, kind of a dream come true for them. With with Spider-Man now in Marvel and, and you know you do this for a living and you have more more Twitter followers than I do. So, you, you know, you're at 20K, I'm at 7K, and I'm pretty sure once the word went out there from you and other outlets, the big-time fans of Spider-Man and Marvel were really happy to see, or like, he's finally home, we're finally going to get better movies of him. What was the reaction from your end during that time when they, when everything was happening about Spider-Man coming home? Yeah, it was, I, I was excited. It was, um, you know, Sony ha- suffered that hack, um, you know, from kind of stemming from the interview. I think this was in uh, a few months ago, maybe December. Yeah. Um, so there had been leaked emails saying that they had considered um, having Spider-Man appear in Marvel movies. So we kind of knew that there had been talks. Um, and then basically when the actual announcement came out that this was happening, I was... So it made sense to me that it would, but it was still, you know, you're, you're, I was still super happy, though. Um, and it's one of those, among people that like comic books and superheroes, it's very rare that you get a universally positive reaction to anything. You know, people that like those movies love to argue and love to kind of nitpick or, um, you know, that sort of thing. But this is one time, an example of one time where everybody was kind of on the same page, at least the reaction I was seeing. We're joined by Aaron Couch, the editor of The Hollywood Reporter on THR.com. Now we go from Marvel to DC. Batman Superman 2016 um, is really more like Superman Part 2, but Batman is in it. Do you like the dynamic of having bat- of having it Batman versus Superman? Oh, yeah, I love it. I think that um, any time you can shake things up and make it different is great. I I think a lot of people are kind of complain, saying, hey, they're kind of copying Marvel, which is true. They want to have a shared universe like Marvel. But it's interesting that they're 
coming at it right out of the gate with movie number two instead of uh, building it over years like Marvel did. So who knows? It could be a disaster, but I think it's going to be cool. And uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is the idea that, you know, I, what I'm guessing the premise of this movie is, is that in Man of Steel, uh, an alien basically brought to Earth because of Superman, you know, Zod tracks Superman to Earth. Mm-hmm. This alien almost killed tens of thousands of people. So Batman is going to say, hey, this guy has to go. So Batman is the ultimate strategist, and he's probably been spending the years between Man of Steel and the second movie figuring out a way to either kill Batman, or Superman or get rid of him somehow. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Do you feel like some people might feel like Batman being in it kind of overshadows everything? Yeah, I think it definitely does. I mean, especially if you are uh, Henry Cavill playing Superman, you might think, well, this is supposed to be my sequel. But, you know, I, I can't speak for him. I don't know how he actually feels. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I very much see this as a Batman-Superman movie, not really a Man of Steel sequel. So now we have Ben Affleck playing Batman. Um, are you a fan of him playing that role and how much pressure will he face to live up to Christian Bale's version of Batman? I think that I, I am a fan because, you know, I know, I, I, I think he does good work. And as far as living up to Christian Bale, I think that he'll just have to do his own thing. You know, one thing he does have going for him is this is an older Batman. Uh, you know, Christian Bale's Batman in The Dark Knight Rises was certainly a little bit older. But, um... This is a guy who's probably been been Batman for 10 to 15 years. He's a little bit older and grizzled and wiser. So that that itself lends itself to its own thing. So he doesn't have to just try to be a a Christian Bale copy, you know. Now, the big-time debate that has been going on ever since the, the Dark Knight came out was who was the better Joker, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger? And And to me... I mean, I can go, I can go all day with this, but I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> Jack or Heath, and why? And can you compare the two, or in your opinion, there's not one better than the other? Uh, well, you know, it's just an opinion. I, I will go with Heath. Uh, as for why, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't really have a rationale for it. That's just, uh, you know, I just think that it's the best superhero movie performance ever of anybody in a superhero movie, and that includes, you know, uh, you know, all the classics. Um, as, as for, say, but who, who is your pick? Um, honestly, one, I would have to say the fact that you're talking about Jack playing that role in 1989, he playing it in 2008, it's two different eras, two different types of uh, of time, directors, uh, uh, and how the story was being played out. The Joker that Jack played, you know, was more to the, you know, to the comic book, more comedy, more, uh, you know, laughing and joking, and and not the the dark menace that we saw Heath Ledger play. So to me, I I would pick Heath because it, it it's more modern. He wasn't joking all the time. He wasn't you know playing around all the time. Everything was all serious. And just having that darker tone of, of the whole um, Nolan series of Batman just kind of made the character more better. It, it's not the whole, your whole face is white, 
and your your, mm-hmm. your lips are totally red. Like everything looked different with that character. And and to me, he and hearing the stories of how he he prepared for that role just kind of adds more to like, wow, this is probably one of the best performances we've seen in a superhero kind of movie, and and especially coming from a villain. Yeah, exactly. Especially the villain. I think that's a key thing to point out because at least you know all these Marvel movies that I love. Um, Loki is really the only truly great villain that they have. So it's tough to get the villain down. But we focus so much on the great hero. I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as TV shows go, you, you know you watch Arrow and Flash. I watch Gotham. At the time, I was trying to have you on the show. I hadn't seen Flash nor Arrow, and I went on social media on Twitter and try try to get some little feedback on which was better, and everybody was telling me, hey, man, you're bugging out. If you haven't seen Arrow or Flash, what are you doing? You know, if you see Gotham, then you got to see Arrow and Flash. So I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll take the time out to do that. So two weeks ago, I started seeing Flash. I'm all caught up um, with that. Now I'm in Arrow in the middle of season one, and I have a lot of catch-up to do. Um, in your opinion, why are these shows so good? And is there a reason why there's been, I guess, a surge of TV shows based on superhero characters or comic books like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Flash, Arrow, Gotham? Why has there been a surge of that? I think that, you know, I can speak to Flash and Arrow. You know, I I, I want to hear your take on Gotham because I haven't really watched it. Um, But Flash and Arrow, I know, is done with a lot of care. The guys that make it, um, the executive producers, this is their dream job. And they they feel like, and I think that they're giving a fair amount of control and trust um, to make it the product they want to make, you know. I think that as far as the resurgence, it's probably just like, uh, you know, people always use the example that, you know, for decades in America, Western movies were kind of the thing. Right now, superhero movies are the thing. Um, On TV, you know, cop shows or detective shows have been the thing. Um, But now maybe superheroes are edging into that. Um, And, yeah, I think it's just the, the country has caught superhero mania. So... Company, you know, networks are seeing the opportunity. Hey, uh, you know, superheroes are working over here. Let's get let's get one for us too. Because um, yeah, we're going to have even more um, next year. We've got uh, Supergirl coming up on CBS, and then uh, a potentially another Arrow slash Flash spinoff is going to be coming. So, so what is your take on Gotham, though? Is that uh, is that you? You know, how does it compare to maybe the Flash or Arrow for you? Um. Before before I get to that, if someone asks you which was better, Arrow or Flash, what would you say? Oh, you know that one. I really, I really can't, don't know because, you know, as you know, they're they're two different flavors. I like, I like mm-hmm. Arrow because it's uh, kind of grittier and right, Flash is right. just a lot of fun. So I, I like them for different reasons, which is great. I think. Now, to answer your question with Gotham, I I, I like it. Um, I know the story more than I did of Arrow and Flash. Maybe that's why I saw it uh, before those two. The only thing I, I I wouldn't say worry, but I'm like, you know, kind of questionable about is the fact that we have Bruce Wayne. He's like 10, 11, 12, whatever years old. And I'm like, okay, so once season one is over, 
you know, and season two comes on, is is Bruce Wayne still gonna be ten years old, it, uh, or, or are we gonna have an older Bruce in the following seasons? Because now everything is really based on 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 Jim Gordon. Uh, we've seen some of the the villains like a young Catwoman, a young Poison Ivy. We've seen a a very young Joker, but we've seen a middle aged twenty year old uh, Penguin, middle aged Riddler. Um, Harvey Dent is in it, so they're showing a lot of characters very early in the first season. It's just very intriguing to see where they go, and the main thing is where does Bruce Wayne go from here, and where does you know how long will it take for for Batman to to appear? So I like it. It has a dark, gritty tone to it, uh, which is probably why I like it just a little bit more than Flash. Because Flash can be a little comical and 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 stuff like that, but um, I like it. I love the Batman story. I, Batman is my favorite superhero, so maybe that's why I lean toward that side more. But just interesting, interesting to see how they go and and other characters that they're looking to put in everything in season one. So, would you like to see it uh, time jump for next season and then go ahead five or ten years or something? I I I think I think they will have to do that because if if they're gonna keep Bruce Wayne. Uh, young the way he is, then we're gonna have like a 25 year season <laughs> of Gotham, and it's like it's never gonna end. But I I think they should. If he's 10, 11, 12 now, they gotta get him to like where he's I don't know 18, 20 season two. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's the only question I have. Like where do you go? Because Riddler is mid 20s, Penguin is mid 20s. Um. Even Poison Ivy and Catwoman, they're still they're still little girls. I'm like, okay, so how long? What's the jump you're gonna make from season one to to season two to kind of catch up on what everybody has been waiting for to see the villains really pop out? Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I can't wait to find out what they do with that. I could see them just keeping for the next season, just doing the same thing that they've done. But I don't know. I. I um, do you recommend it? Should I start? Should we start watching it if we're not watching it? I think I I, I would recommend people seeing it, especially if they are big time Batman fans, or even if they're not, if they're superhero comic book fans, they should see it. But I know everything is on Arrow and Flash, but if, if people can take a minute to to kind of see it, I think they're only eighteen episodes in, and they don't come back till April, so people have like a month to kind of catch up on things. So um, if if I were you, I would start seeing it. Um and, and just and just check it out. I think okay. I I will. Uh, that's a good recommendation. I've seen the pilot and I enjoyed it, so I think I will definitely give that a shot. Then give it another shot. Now, in your honest opinion, again, putting you on the spot, if if you had to pick the best superhero movie ever, is it Dark Knight? Is it Avengers? Is it is it something else? Yeah, I mean, my my pick is going to be Dark Knight. I don't know. If We'll see uh, if that will ever be unseated for me, but uh, I just think it's—I think it's the best for the, you know the reasons many people do. But obviously, that's not everybody's pick. What 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 would your pick be? Oh, Dark Knight. I, I, Dark Knight is like yeah. in my top three movies ever, and I, I, I yeah. think it's because you get a different, darker tone director uh, of of Nolan. And taking the Batman character into a different realm where he's darker, even the villains are darker. And if you try to compare it to what Tim Burton did and Schumacher did in years prior, 
um, it, it, it's a totally different 360, and I think people would appreciate that. Not only Dark Knight, but Dark Knight Rises is also the same thing, but I think Dark Knight was better than that, mainly because of the, the Joker character by itself, hands down, kind of carried that movie, but... Um, Avengers is, is up there. I, I think it's mm-hmm. you know if if Dark Knight is one, Avengers is two, one A. So it's not that far behind. I don't I I don't I can't see anything else coming close to that. And then obviously we have a couple of good ones coming up. So maybe those would catch up. But if if I had to pick right now, Dark Knight will be one, and, and I think Avengers will be two. Yeah, I, I wonder. I always wonder. You know, am I going to be? You know, you're in this boat too. Well, we'll are we going to be old men fifty years from now, just talking about the Dark Knight and then younger people? Like, no, it's not the Dark Knight, obviously, because I just don't ever see giving that one up. <laughs> so, well, no, no. Uh, and yeah. before before I let you go, uh, I noticed that you're also a big Better Call Saul fan. I know you're a big uh, House of Cards fan. I watch both. I think House of Cards is freaking phenomenal better call Saul is, is on a good start so far breaking bad is what it's like my favorite tv show of all time so i'm not even comparing it to breaking bad but um for what you've been able to see so far and for those who have not seen it one i recommend you to do so and two how would you explain the current dynamic going on with season three of house of cards and the the season one so far for better call Saul? Well, we we have a lot in common because Breaking Bad is also my favorite show of all time. Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I think season three of House of Cards. So I am about halfway through. Um, I've been going a little bit slower intentionally. And, you you know, I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but um, I think that what's interesting about season three is that you know, Frank goes into it with uh, having everything he wants, or so you would think. Right. But there's still a lot of challenges. Um, he's, he's, you know, it's, it's kind of like maybe uh, some stuff Obama has experienced, where uh, when you become president, you don't get everything you want. Right. It's you're going to get, uh, you're going to get, uh, have a lot of challenges. Especially Frank is a very unpopular president. So um, I, I'm actually, I, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with season three a lot of people don't like it but it's kind of met my expectations throughout you know i think it's good um i would like to see frank maybe get to wield a little bit more power i was expecting him to be more powerful but it, it makes sense what i mean what's kind of been your take on season three uh i like it uh a lot of things are going on a lot of different storylines but the same thing you just said about frank having more power I think it's what people have been on Twitter saying, like, oh, it, it's different. Uh, everything's going wrong for Frank. And I'm like, well, you know, everything was go- everything was kind of going his way in the first two seasons. Now it's like you have to show something different. you got to show him losing power or people losing his trust or beliefs and kind of, you know, leaving him and putting him in a very vulnerable position. And I think that's the different dynamic going on. In season three, I'm all the way to the last episode. I'm, you know, what's so funny. I'm like, I, I, I I'm at episode thirteen, and like, I don't want to watch it because once I watch it, I, it's over. So I'm kind of like holding on to it. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know how it ends, but for what I've been seeing, I mean, I mean, 
I love it. I love everything about it. It's very political, and people may not watch political kind of TV shows, but the character that that Kevin Spacey plays with Frank Underwood is just just phenomenal. It's probably one of the best I've seen uh, recently, but people should go check it out. If you haven't seen it, they got to go all the way back to, to season one and kind of find out the story. But I like I like uh, season three. It's just a lot thing a lot of things are going on and Frank isn't getting his way and it just it just yeah. hey man sometimes sometimes it be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I wish that uh and that is the bummer that you have to wait a year now once you you pull the trigger on that last episode, but <laughs> Exactly. And, and yeah. Quick yeah, it's quickly, what's your take on Better Call Saul so far? Better Call Saul, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, I love I it's created by Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan and uh, you know and Peter Gould, who was also a Breaking Bad guy, and uh, I think they are just doing. You know, I don't know how people who haven't watched and loved Breaking Bad would feel about this show. It might be a little slow if you don't know what's coming. Um, but no, I, I'm very impressed. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, who played Saul in Breaking Bad, is really he's got a big workload. He's got a he stepped up and is the star of a show playing a character who has tons of dialogue. So I've been very impressed with the job he's been doing. And um, this week's episode features Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike at the Heavily Mike episode, and I think it's just probably the best of the series so far. So I think that it is only getting stronger as the season goes on, and it's, it's going to have a second season, and I imagine that that is going to be the case, too, where that is even better than the last one because that's how Breaking Bad worked. Each each season got better, I think. So uh, I'm all on board for Better Call Saul. So for those who will hear this later, you got to catch up on five shows. House of Cards, uh, Better Call Saul, Gotham, Flash, and Arrow. Once again, Aaron Couch, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on. You can hit him up on Twitter at Aaron Couch, A-A-R-O-N. C-O-U-C-H, man. This was fun. This was great. And look forward to having you on again sometime. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Randy. I appreciate it. All right, man. Anytime. <laughs>